Hello lovelies and welcome to Star the Mystic, my podcast about all things mystical. I wanted to start this series by discussing what a mystic actually is. For years I searched for a proper title. Personally I'm not really big on them but a lot of people are and I've been consistently called a witch, a spiritual guide, and a reiki lady but none of those titles resonated with me at all. While I am a pagan, I'm a Norse pagan and I'm not a witch. I do spiritual coaching, but spiritual guide feels close to guru, and that's definitely not me. Reiki lady is great, but it barely begins to encompass what I do. However, the word mystic does. Mysticism is a broad topic, and there are a lot of different ways to define it. Technically speaking, a mystic is defined as a person who seeks by contemplation and self-surrender to obtain unity with or absorption into the deity or the absolute, or who believes in the spiritual apprehension of truths that are beyond the intellect. But in general, a mystic is someone who seeks to have a direct experience with the divine. This experience can be described in many ways, but it often involves a sense of awe, wonder, and unity with all of creation. And that, for me, is exactly what it's about. Mysticism has been around for centuries. It can be found in all major religions. Some of the earliest known mystics were the Sufis of Islam, the Jewish Kabbalists, and the Christian Christian mystics of the Middle Ages. In the 19th and 20th centuries, mysticism experienced a revival, and there are now many modern mystics who write and teach about their experiences. Because mysticism itself is so vague and yet somehow still clearly defined, there are many different types. However, they can all be divided into two main categories. There are experiential mystics. Try saying that quickly, because I can't. (laughs) This practice is a direct experience of the divine. This can happen through prayer, meditation, or other spiritual practices. Intellectual mysticism is the attempt to understand the divine through reason and logic. This can be done through philosophy, philosophy, theology, or other forms of religious inquiry. So with these two types, basically, one is action-oriented, and it's seeking out um, experience and sensation and... um, that again direct connection and that's the experiential which I'm not sure I'm saying that word right but it could be and then again with the intellectual it's all about reading debating discussing um what I've always felt is that you know the the belief behind the intellectual mysticism is that once they have enough knowledge then they'll feel prepared to step into the experiential Uh, and again I could be wrong And of course, if that is your jam, let me know in the comments or reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you because I'm definitely more of the um, prayer meditation sensation type for sure. Um, Mysticism has a lot of benefits to it. And for people who practice mysticism, they have experienced and I have experienced an increased peace of mind. Um, Things no longer bother me that used to bother me, especially in my younger days. There's a reduction of stress. Now, people like to hear that it reduces stress and they're like, cool, that's what I want. It doesn't actually reduce the stress in your life. It reduces the way that you handle it. It's no longer, you're no longer getting swept away with the currents when it comes to stressful situations. And instead, you're able to look at it and genuinely know deeply that these stressful experiences are happening for you. And they're just leading you closer to where you're supposed to be on your journey. Now, a lot of us know this logically, but once you fully absorb it into who you are, the knowledge becomes first nature. 
you know, not even second nature. It's just, it's immediate. Um, there's also an improved self-awareness. This sounds great, but it's kind of rough. I'm not going to lie. Um, knowing that when you're being toxic, that you're choosing to be toxic, it gets to the point where you no longer can be. I, I, a lot of times my friends will try to give me permission to be petty. They're like, just do it. Cause I'm so good at it. I really am, but I can't. And I mean, sometimes I'll let myself a little bit, but I don't really want to. It doesn't have the same zip that it used to have, you know? So that improved self-awareness is a wonderful thing, but it also, uh, you know, <laughs> it could take some of the, some of the spice out, but there are better things that come with it. Uh, a greater compassion for others comes along with this practice as well, which I think is just something that everyone needs. Um, granted, there are people who have way too much compassion, but our society as a whole, we tend to only be compassionate to those that we care about. And when it comes to everybody else, it's not so much, you know, unless it's a clearly tragic story. But once you start connecting yourself to the oneness of the universe and connecting yourself to the divine, you genuinely start to care about everyone in a healthy way and you feel compassion towards people in a healthy way where you can look at someone who's going down a bad path and you can feel compassion for them and you can feel empathy because you know that they're headed for a lot of lessons but you're not enmeshing yourself in with their problems and instead you're just simply sitting back and saying okay well I wish you the best on this journey and if you need a hug let me know but other than that have a good time <laughs> so the compassion is more than just surface level like oh you know it's a lot deeper um there's also just a deeper sense of connection which is a bit of what i touched on in that description of the compassion but more than that it's you're more than just connected to people you feel a connection to your environment that's deeper to your pets and other people's animals and wild animals and just everything around you which can be very overwhelming, but also beautiful. So with all of that in mind, if becoming a mystic is something that you're interested in, there are tons of ways to do that. There are articles and books everywhere that can teach you about the different types of mysticism, the experiences that other mystics have had throughout history. Again, a very rich and deep history. Um, there are tons of spiritual practices that you can get into that are pretty easy, and a lot of them are what we're starting to consider self-care, you know, things like yoga, meditation, things like that. But if you've struggled with those things in the past, once you get into mysticism and start to read about it, you start to realize more and more that your meditation can look however it looks to you. Um, some of my deepest meditations are while I'm doing dishes or while I'm reading a book you know, and I just start to get this slipstream of the universe and I'm seeing the messages for what they are. And it doesn't have to be seated in lotus pose in, you know, a perfectly Zen environment. It can be all kinds of things. So getting into those practices and allowing those practices to look like whatever they want to look like, that's huge. That's a great way to get started. I'm also connecting with community though. So in the way that I see things, all ideologies should not be done in private or alone. 
you know, whether it be paganism, mysticism, Christianity, any of those things, it, it can't exist in a vacuum. At that point, all you have is wisdom and some cool experiences, but you don't have support. You don't have guidance from others. You don't have the connection that you're more than likely striving to have through this lifestyle. Because when you boil it all down, it's all us just trying to be better than we were yesterday, right? But how can you know that you're doing better than you did yesterday if you don't have people along with you on this journey? And even if you do have that knowledge, that proof, what's the point, right? So get involved. There are communities everywhere. If you live in some, you know, small rural place, there are online communities and there are more people around you that would like to connect in that way than you probably think. So get out there, get involved. Of course, I'm here. Uh, I am a Reiki lady. <laughs> I am a mystic. I am a, a life coach and a mindset coach. And I love to help people overcome their hurdles. And so, of course, you can reach out to me. I am here. And I wish you the very best of luck. I hope that your journey unfolds exactly the way that you would like it to. If you're willing to put in the effort you're probably going to be surprised at what you discover. And the most important thing to remember is to just be open to the possibility of direct experience with the divine. I hope you enjoyed this pilot episode of Star the Mystic. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out. Since I'm new here, every single interaction with this podcast means the absolute world to me. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to catch you next time. Namaste. Namaste.